Welcome to the Fertility Podcast Bite Size, where the aim is to answer the questions that you want to know when Dr. Google just ain't cutting it. Maybe you've been in front of a consultant and have left and it's still keeping you awake at night. Or maybe you've been asking online and still aren't satisfied. So we've brought together the many experts that we've met, as well as asking brands who want to help you understand things better to share their wisdom in a bite-sized chunk. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you will know that on the Fertility Podcast, we have covered a lot of topics to help you learn more about your fertility. So if you've just found this podcast, do go and have a listen to our last couple of series as we've really mapped out what you need to be thinking about. What you're going to get here is a snippet of something useful, a bite-sized chunk of information on what can be an extremely overwhelming topic. Today, we'll be hearing from Andrew Horn, who is a professor of gynecology and reproductive sciences and co-director of EXPECTS, the Centre for Pelvic Pain and Endometriosis. Now, Andrew is one of 143 experts answering more of your questions over at FertiAlley.com, who we've been working with to bring you this bite-sized chunk of useful information. Now, March is Endometriosis Awareness Month and Endometriosis UK is an amazing charity that we've spoken to several times on the Fertility Podcast before. They've got loads of brilliant information on their website, including the fact that half of the UK isn't even aware of endometriosis, that it's as common in women and those assigned female at birth as diabetes and asthma. Now, Kate and I had a lengthy chat with Andrew Horn previously on the Fertility Podcast, so do go and check that out. But in this bite-sized snippet today, we ask Andrew to explain what endometriosis is and how it can impact a woman's fertility. Most common places that it's found are within the pelvis, often on the wall of the pelvis or within the ovaries themselves. And because that tissue is found sort of in an unnatural, abnormal place, we think it then changes the environment and maybe impacts upon the function of the ovaries. It may impact upon the implantation of the embryo in certain early stages of pregnancy. Now, you might well have read about the different stages of endometriosis. So we asked Andrew to explain them and how a woman might know which stage she was at. Minimal disease, stage two, which is mild disease, stage three, which is moderate disease, and stage four, which is severe disease. And the definitions about what constitutes these different stages are really to do with the appearance of the disease and where it's found. Staging is just done by the surgeon when they view the endometriosis at the time of, for example, keyhole surgery, and they document where that endometriosis is, what organs it's involving in. And this produces a a score that can be used in research. It can be used to help uh, better manage patients with endometriosis as well. It's also fraught with quite a lot of discussion in amongst endometriosis experts because a lot of people believe it's not particularly helpful. And instead, a lot of people believe that we should talk about subtypes of endometriosis. So the moment we know there are three subtypes of pelvic endometriosis, Uh, superficial peritoneal disease, which is the commonest one, ovarian disease and deep disease. So the only way of uh, finding out what stage you're at is by having the operation and by the surgeon documenting where it is and what organs it's involved in. 
Now, severe period pain is tolerated by so many women, and part of the big awareness drive from Endometriosis UK is to highlight what this issue is because there's really low levels of public awareness and they say it affects one in 10 women from puberty to menopause. That's 1.5 million in the UK not knowing what might be going on. Now, Professor Andrew Horn explains the best pain management before surgical intervention. So the, the first line uh, treatment is for, for pain recommended by the NICE uh, guidance in, in the UK is, is a non-steroidal um, anti-inflammatory drug. The commonest one is, is ibuprofen, um, so you can buy that over the counter. And NICE recommend that in patients with uh, suspected endometriosis that they trial that for a period of up to, to three months to see if it's helpful. The rationale for that is obviously it's analgesic, it provides pain relief, but also it's anti-inflammatory and we know that endometriosis is an inflammatory condition. Now we know this is such a big topic and we've just touched the surface with this snippet. So we've ended on asking Andrew if you can still be fertile if you have endometriosis, as we know it's such a worry for so many people. Here's what he said. The, the statistics for endometriosis and infertility are that around two thirds of women who have the condition will still go on and conceive naturally. So it's a small-ish proportion, around a third, who may go on to have problems getting pregnant. Unfortunately, a lot of these people respond well to surgery or treatments such as IVF as well. And to hear more really specific questions like that from Andrew, check out FertiAlley.com where you can find over 1,500 videos of experts answering the questions that you want to know more about. Kate and I work with FertiAlley, bringing experts that we've spoken to on the Fertility Podcast together to help them create more of their brilliant videos. Now, we're always on a mission to guide you to credible information, so make sure you subscribe to the Fertility Podcast feed so you'll get your bite-sized chunk of useful information every Friday. And we'd love to know if you like what you hear. You can really quickly just rate and review it and you can share it. 